1: Broomtree Retreat Center near Irene, South Dakota will be offering an inner healing retreat October 11th through the 13th with Jane Bars and Mike Schneider of the Matthew Ministry. This retreat, which begins Friday evening and ends Sunday afternoon, offers hope and freedom to those seeking a way out of hurt and sorrow. For more information about the ministry, visit thematthewministry.com. To register for the retreat, call 605 263 1040 or register online at broom-tree.org. If you If you're having
0: a difficult day or need some support, log on to Station.com and click on Prayer Requests. From here, we invite you to send us your prayer needs so we can pray specifically for those intentions. And if you have time, scroll down on the homepage to personally pray for the needs of other members of the RPR family. Visit com and click on Prayer Requests. You can also send intentions to us from the main screen of our app. We're blessed to be able to join you in prayer.
5: Good morning and welcome back. I'm Heather Caro. And I'm Joe
6: (laughs) Rutten. Hour two. Hour two. That was a fast one, Heather. I
5: know. It goes quickly when we're having fun.
6: Right, right. It
5: goes quickly. Well, we have started our Inspired segment. It's a new segment that we have started on Real Presence Live, and I'm thrilled about it because we get to hear people's stories. And I love to hear people's stories. And today we're going to be talking to Brenda Wills. Good morning, Brenda. Good morning, Heather Thank you and for, Joe. Thanks for joining us. You're welcome. So let's start at the very beginning. You were born Catholic. Was your family active in the Catholic faith?
4: We were. Um, I have six siblings. Uh, my father was Catholic. My mother was a convert, but we were in church every Sunday. We were, actually went to Catholic school. I went for a couple years and then, um, you know, grew up in the faith went to CCD you know lived our faith as we thought we should. Mhm. Mhm.
5: So then um, is it something that you wanted to be active in or was it just part of something that your parents wanted for you? How was your relationship well, with it?
4: During um, you know the high school years it was more what my parents wanted but as a young adult I was still you know, going to church uh, when I was single, I still went to church every Sunday. I won't say I was as active, um, you know, as, as probably some of um, my peers, but I, I attended mass every Sunday and, you know, did confession that type of thing. And it, it was part of my it was part of my journey was was to be Catholic.
5: And yet, you fell away from the church. Talk about that a little bit. Well, what happened is
4: I. Um, I got married in well 1988, and um, my husband then was not Catholic. Uh, although we went to church for the first couple of years, he, he never joined the church because he was divorced, and he didn't feel like he he wanted to get a, an annulment. So shortly after we had talked to the priest about that, and he decided not to get an annulment, I was also working a job that I worked seven days a week, and so either if I went to church it was very sporadic because I worked so much, and he wasn't willing to go to church anymore. So over that period, I fell away from the church. It was a little over 10 years, Um, and then when I moved to Maine, um, we had decided to go to church together, and we thought possibly that would help our marriage. Um, so we joined a Methodist church um, in Maine and, and enjoyed the, the pastor there. Lynn was very nice and some great people in the church. And, and in the meantime, I went through a divorce, and they were very supportive, you know, through that, that period of time. But I was going to the Methodist church, but I never really had a connection with that church. I, I had a connection with the people,
7: mm-hmm. but
4: I missed I missed the traditions, I missed the rituals, you know, of the Catholic Church, and most of all, I missed the communion. It was very mm-hmm. strange um, going to church and having communion once a month, and it was not a consecrated um, communion. It was it was bread of the month flavor, and you know we had grape juice. It just was very strange to me growing up in the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. So I did not connect in that method at all.
6: That's interesting that you. Uh, I think that. Oftentimes, as Catholics, we know that one of the challenges of the way in which it's lived out today, maybe, uh, mm-hmm. amongst the predominant parochial nature of the Catholic Church is that we struggle to actually have the community, right. And, but yet at the same time, um, many people do leave the faith because they find that community and the relationship with Christ in the Protestant tradition. But when you walk away from the Catholic Church, you do leave something behind. And I always I tell some of the friends that I know that have left the faith, just make sure you understand that when you walk away, you're walking away from what we believe to be truly the real presence of Christ in the Eucharist. Uh, That is very true. Tell me a little bit about your internal, like that sense about you that says communion is something that I actually miss. Did you realize that as you were uh, practicing within your tradition, uh, the Methodist tradition, or is it something that grew and developed, or how did did that experience arise within you?
4: Well, I missed it right away. I I had told my husband, and I said, it doesn't feel like communion. It just feels like we're, you know... it just feels like we're doing this ritual for that church, but there was no connection to to Christ in that communion,
7: mm-hmm. and
4: it just, to me, it just was totally not um, spiritual. For me, it wasn't spiritual. Um, I just didn't, and, and I, I feel like that too. That I, you know, I as a as a Catholic, definitely that's part of what what. I believe in, is that the consecration is is the body and blood of Christ, and I never felt that in, in the Protestant Church. Um, it just wasn't there, of course. Now, mm-hmm. now you're right, there, there's, a, there's a certain community in Protestant Church that maybe the Catholics didn't have. I will say they're working really hard on it. For me, <laughs> that's been, a, that's been a, a huge thing in my church now, is right. that Catholic family, and I have, I have that Catholic family now in, at my parish here in Rapid.
6: That's uh, so that, that's been huge. That's uh, you do see that in the church where even the organization of the the church they mm-hmm. might take and make pews that they face each other and some of these mm-hmm. different things, and at the mm-hmm. heart of all of the the I don't know I might call it tinkering with the yeah. elements of of the liturgy. Um, I've found that actually the problem is is that we actually just don't even say hello to each other. And mm-hmm. we don't actually invite each other into each other's lives. As a Catholic, oftentimes, I simply just go to liturgy. I go to Mass, and there happens to be other people there with me. <laughs> right. Outside of Sunday Mass, these people have nothing to do with my life. Yeah. Well, that I don't know that that's what Christ actually intends for us. Right. He would, um,
5: otherwise, we could have done it at home.
6: Right, right, right. right. So you're, you're out in Rapid City, and uh, since you've come back into to that parochial, that, that Catholic parish life, what have you found from entering back into your Catholic practice uh, that you have found uh, you were missing the first time, or you didn't engage or, or find value in the first time?
4: Right. Well, kind of what happened is I, I knew I was missing something, and when I moved back, I was in Maine. Um, when I was at the Protestant church, and so when I moved back, I I worked at a, a business right off Jackson Boulevard, and I was driving by every day to go to work, and I saw a sign that says "Returning Catholics," and I thought, hmm. because I wasn't sure if I could get back into the church because I was a divorced, and B, it had been away from the church for a long time,
7: mm-hmm. and I
4: thought, my gosh, you know, I've heard, you know, you always hear these stories that someone was excommunicated or. You know, they weren't in the church because something happened, and so I was afraid, but I, I got my courage up and called the number and said, I need to find out more about returning to the church, and I happened to um, talk to Greg Sass, he was the, the director then of um, Returning Catholics, and he said, well, just come and see what it's all about, you know, don't don't worry about it. just come and see. So I did, I went through the program, it was a fabulous program, you know, that that six weeks, I learned more in that six weeks about my faith and why I did certain things. You know, why do we make the sign of the cross? Why do we? You know, what what are these rituals that we're doing and what do they mean? Um, so that was invaluable to me um, because apparently going through CCD for twelve years, I was either, either sleeping or not paying attention <laughs> because I I learned more more in that uh, program that I, I remember learning. Uh, growing up Catholic, so that that was the start of it. And of course, when you go through the program, you 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 know you you have to make a commitment if you want to be back in the church, and that's a personal decision. Well, I knew I wanted to be, so I I contacted um, St. Teresa in in uh, Rapid City and was very fortunate to have Father Bill there. And and so I met with Father Bill and you know talked about what it would take to get back in the church, and you know. Talked about my divorce and talked about being away for so long, and and amazingly, um, you know, the priests and I and I find this true, and at least in the the diocese of of um, West River Diocese, is that we have some fabulous priests, mm-hmm. and they are very open and very welcoming, and and I found that about the church too. Before, I think one thing about the church is if you're not participating in the church, you don't feel as welcome. Mm-hmm. You know, you come in and mm-hmm. you sit in your pew. And you just kind of do your thing you, you participate but you're doing your it in your own um, right. realm and once for me once I decided to come back to the church and I and I, and I actually made my um, my confession that day with with father um, bill um, and and you know went through that went through that reconciliation, and that's scary. You know,
7: mm-hmm,
4: if, mm-hmm. if someone being away from the church, you're thinking, oh my gosh, how am I going to accumulate, you know, how am I going to talk about 10 years of not being in the <laughs> church? But And
5: was it easiest. Father Bill Zandry?
4: Yes, okay. Father Bill Zandry. Yes, absolutely fabulous.
5: <laughs> yes, yes, perfect, <laughs> perfect so, one. <laughs> yes, yeah,
4: perfect for me, perfect for me, and that's the thing, too. You have to find, you know, you have to find a church that's good for you, you know, Mhm. The priests are all great. We we're very fortunate. But I made a special connection with Father Bill. So, so once I had made my uh, reconciliation, you know, the one thing that kind of stuck, struck me was Father Bill. You know, he said, oh, here's your penance. You know, we all think penance is saying 800, you know, Hail Marys or our fathers. Well, he, I did some of those, of course, but he said, you need to serve your community and your church. He said, that's oh. part of your penance. Mm-hmm. And it really Brilliant. hit home. Brilliant. It really hit home. And so, amazingly, apparently word got out in the in the parish, um, in the diocese, because it was not a month later, um, a friend that I knew from where I worked prior had asked me to uh, consider sitting on the Catholic Social Service Committee. Okay. And I agreed. And in the meantime, I, I became a lector, and I was an usher, and I, I kind of threw myself in to do some volunteer work at the Church, because... I felt like I needed that in my life. I was single. I I wanted to get back to my community, and through the church was apparently closer to my heart. Right. right. And so I, I got involved with the church, and the church just I don't know how to explain it, but it that community just um, surrounded me. Mm-hmm. And That's... so they, I have, and at St. Teresa especially, and um, I have a church family. And that's so nice, because I feel that connection I had at the Protestant church, but I'm at my church, I'm at my faith, Mm -hmm. so that's been very important to me.
5: Well, for those of Mm -hmm. you that are just tuning in, you're listening to Real Presence Live. We're actually doing our inspired segment uh, this morning with Brenda Wills from the Rapid City Diocese. She's talking about her journey back to the Catholic faith uh, from the Methodist Church. And you started to talk a little bit about what my next question to you would be, is um, if you brought certain aspects of the Methodist faith, the thing Methodist, faith that you enjoyed, found value in, and brought it into the Catholic Church. And you're talking about, you know, joining the Catholic community and different ways that you've been able to do that. Have you brought anything else with you that you have found valuable? Well,
4: I think, you know, the community, we're not always known for our social um, background in the church, or not background, but our social value in the Church, because it seems like um, it's not as predominant as as it is in the Protestant Churches, but I think the Catholic Church is working very hard on that. I know at my Church, and like at Cathedral, I go there occasionally, they now have hosts that greet you, and they have different events after Church that you feel like you're part of that community, and that's the one thing that I felt at, at the Protestant Church was community, but I'm finding in my Church that community is growing and it's feeling like I belong, and, and everyone in the church belongs. And we still have work to do, of course. I think we always have work to do, but that that's one thing that I think returning to the church is, has, has changed for me, mm-hmm. is feeling part of that community where maybe 30 years ago I didn't feel like part of that community. I was just living my faith by myself. Now I'm living it with my fellow parishioners.
5: Well, and I find and it interesting because you probably made an effort to bring that into your own church at St. Therese.
4: I try. I do try. When there's new people in the church that I that I think are new, I always stay welcome, and, and especially those with children. You know, I always want them to feel like they're always welcome and that families are a huge part of of the church. And so whenever I'm sitting by a family, I always make sure that I something, you know, like, thank you for joining us, and it's so wonderful to have your children here, because it is. Mm-hmm. It's, it's part of our, it's part of, you know, making sure that everyone feels welcome in the church.
5: Right. I love that. I love the fact that you're being conscious of that. I think I need to be more conscious of that.
4: Mm-hmm. It, it's important.
5: Absolutely. So the program that you were talking about, um, we're going to dive into a little bit after a break. We have a break coming up in just a few minutes, but I just wanted to um, ask you, uh, what have you enjoyed being back at the Catholic Church? What have you enjoyed the most? Well, for me, it's
4: the Eucharist.
6: Amen. Amen. <laughs> it's the heart and
4: soul. It's the heart and soul of mass, and right. and I've got to admit, before when I was in mass, I participated, but but now that I understand mass, because we did a whole class um, through returning Catholics just on the mass,
7: mm-hmm. that
4: every part of it is important.
7: You okay. know, the
4: Eucharist is 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 the main body, but every part of it's important, and as you go through mass. You know, whether it's the gospel or whether you're singing, it's all all important. And so I I participate more, but I'm understanding why I'm participating, so that's been huge for me.
5: Mm -hmm. Well, I think the thing I've learned by um, listening and talking to some converts that they have realized is that at Protestant religions, they tend to go for, like you said, the community and for the pastor. If they don't like the pastor, sometimes they go shopping for a different church. Catholics... Arrive at mass to worship God, and so we have a yes. different expectation in it. And yes. could you feel that shift when you went?
4: Definitely, definitely. It was more about the mass itself. It wasn't the community's great, and, yes. and I, I, I love that part of it. But it's the mass. It's the celebration of the mass.
7: Mm-hmm. And you know, even
4: going in it and and dipping your, your your fingers in the holy water and making the sign of the cross, you know that. That is just that tradition, and all the traditions of the church are very important, You know, and
1: I miss those.
6: Right, and how often do we do these, uh, these actions, these signs, these symbols, mm-hmm. but not know the meaning behind them? Mm-hmm. And I found my mm-hmm. wife's a convert, and I found that when my wife converted, it caused me to stop and ask why I do what I do. Why do we do the mm-hmm. sign of the cross as Catholics? Why do we dip our hands into the holy water when we walk into the church? All of these things. I thought, wow, there's so much going on here that I I I, I was not paying attention to. Yeah. And converts mm-hmm. seem to provoke that to say, Isn't "Pay attention, wonderful? wake up, I, this well, is your inheritance."
5: <laughs> yep. Well. We're- we're going to take a quick break, Brenda. I hate to interrupt you, but folks, we're going to be back with Brenda right after this break, and we're going to be talking about the program that she used to come back to the Catholic Church. It's called Catholics Returning Homes. Stay tuned to hear more about that. We'll be right back.
3: This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, And live on the Real Presence Radio Network.
8: Built Upon a Rockfest has partnered with Rugged Rosaries for another giveaway. 9 rosaries will be given away, one each week leading up to the concert on September 14th. These rosaries are beautiful and extremely rugged. The quality is unmatched. For a chance to win, simply like Built Upon a Rockfest posts on Facebook and Instagram. Each like gets you a chance to win. Full giveaway details can be found at builtuponarockfest.com. Good luck, and don't forget to mark your calendars for Built Upon a Rockfest on September 14th.
0: Mayo Pharmacy in Bismarck is a faith-based pharmacy committed to delivering a high level of care. We're pro-life and pro-family, so we respect all human dignity while providing for your individual needs. We have Catholic gifts for all ages, from mystic monk coffee to cards and crucifixes. Plus, we offer clinical services, including immunizations and individualized medication packaging.
5: like baptisms, First Communion, and Confirmation. I look forward to your visit to the Mustard Sea Catholic store here in Sioux Falls.
3: You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network.
4: Inspired, sharing your journey.
5: And welcome back to our second half of our segment of Inspired this morning. I'm Heather Carroll.
6: And I'm Joe Rutten.
5: And we're broadcasting this morning from Mount Marty College in Yankton, South Dakota, and we're talking with Brenda Wills from Rapid City, South Dakota, and she is sharing with us her faith journey. Um, She fell away from the Catholic Church, came back to the Catholic Church, and the one thing that brought her back to the Catholic Church at the very beginning was a billboard. Hmm. Tell us again, Brenda, what that billboard was.
4: Well, it's a billboard, and you'll see him around town um, at the churches, and it's Catholics Returning Home, and I was on my work, way to work, oh, um, well, I saw it several times uh, over at, at Blessed Sacrament, and it, it said, call this number to find out more information about Catholics Returning Home. So I, I got the courage up and called and talked to Greg Sass. Uh, he was a director at that time, and went through a six-week program that... That leads you um, back to the church through information about everything from, you know, can you rejoin as a, as a, as a divorced Catholic? Can you,
7: uh-huh.
4: you know, what what are your options? It kind of answers all your questions. And but it the six weeks you you learn so much about the mass. There's one week solely on the mass. You know, one week will be talking about the the gospels. You know how how those all line up. It's just very informational things I learned there that I don't remember learning as, as a young adult right. going through CCD.
5: So let's go back to that first phone call that you made um, when you finally decided to pick up the phone and dial those numbers. What was your biggest fear in that moment?
4: My biggest fear was that, you know, I didn't know if, as a divorced person, that if I could rejoin the church um you know i i knew people and this of course many years ago that they divorced and then the word excommunication came up you know and mm-hmm. so i'm thinking am i am i excommunicated from the church or you know what's going on and so when i made that call that was my biggest worry can can i even rejo- rejoin the church and mm-hmm. no one seemed that the people i knew didn't seem to know that answer they just said well you know they mm-hmm. didn't know they didn't know either so this is the only way i was going to find out and when I made that call, and and it was scary because I, you know, something new. It's, I've been away for ten over 10 years, and, and I wasn't sure what, what the answers were going to be. But the answer was yes, you're always welcome in a Catholic church. And whatever question you have, even if they don't know, they'll find out. Because uh-huh. um, everyone has a different situation. Maybe, maybe it wasn't a divorce, but maybe they left the church for other reasons. They were hurt by the church or... You know, something happened in the church, and so even if Greg didn't know, or or people in in that program didn't know, they they could always find out. Right. So the the first the first class, the first night, when you walk down those stairs, you know, to go to the class because we were at Blessed Sacrament, and
7: you're not sure
4: what's going to happen, but but it was a faith it was a, hmm. a faith
5: step for me. So. Can I ask, was it a difficult thing for you to come back into the fold of the Catholic Church? did it Was no. it a long process? Did it take a lot of hoops to jump through?
4: No, it did not. Um, I After going through the class and, and and finding out what my options were and finding out you know more about the church, um, because I was divorced, um, and because I married a divorced uh, Protestant, um, I was able to file for an annulment under um, it's called a lack of form um, because he was not Catholic uh-huh. and I was. Um, the annulment took a very short time, and so even though I was doing that annulment process during this after I rejoined, I could still take the sacraments because I I was not um, my Arc- my my um, marriage was never blessed in the church. right? So I was able to take the sacrament even though I was divorced. And that was huge for me.
5: Yeah. Well, and I think there's a lot of fallen away Catholics that are in the same boat that you were. Um, Where can people find out more information about Catholics returning home? And where are some of the locations of them?
4: Well, the Rapid City um, is having a class actually coming up here on September 9th. And Margaret is now a contact person, so they can, you know, email her at info at returningcatholics.net, or phone her at Mm 605-939-0579. They also have a Lee Deadwood uh, coming up in September. I don't have those dates yet, but you can call the uh, St. Ambrose office at 605-584-2002, and then Spearfish will be doing a cluster in late September. And I don't have the exact date, but Diane is St. Joseph.
5: Okay. All right, so there's a lot of opportunities out there. West River folks, if you wanted to check out more information, you can go to returningcatholics.net. Any last thoughts before we let you go?
4: I just encourage anyone who has had thoughts about their church and maybe they don't know what to do to, to seek out this program or, or or talk to another Catholic and, and, you know, look at your faith and, and see where you want to be with your faith.
5: All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us, and welcome home.
4: Welcome. Thank you.
5: Thank you, Heather and Joe.
6: And right. enjoy every communion Amen. you receive.
5: I do, I do, thank you (laughs) Well coming up next, it's two old priests And they'll be hitting the road across eastern South Dakota We'll be back with more Real Presence Live in just a minute
3: Stay with us, there's more Real Presence Live to come On the Real Presence Radio Network
1: Broomtree Retreat Center near Irene, South Dakota will be offering an inner healing retreat October 11th through the 13th with Jane Bars and Mike Schneider of the Matthew Ministry. This retreat, which begins Friday evening and ends Sunday afternoon, offers hope and freedom to those seeking a way out of hurt and sorrow. For more information about the ministry, visit thematthewministry.com. To register for the retreat, call 605-263-1040 or register online at broom-tree.org.
3: You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area, heard right here on the RPR Network.
5: Good morning. I'm Heather Carroll. And I'm Joe Rutten.
6: <laughs>
5: yes, you are.
6: <laughs> Thank you for yeah, joining us. To, you know, make sure if I anybody's know. tired this morning and haven't... If anybody was of coffee, questioning, we'd wake them up. If you is wondered, Joe here? Is
5: it really the Joe Rutten? The,
6: Joe, the man, the myth, it the is legend. It is
5: the Joe Rutten right here, Lots folks.
6: Lots of
5: myth. <laughs> We're broadcasting Real Presence live from Mount Marty College this morning. Um, thank you, Joe, for letting us, I don't know, charge into the campus oh yeah
6: absolutely it's the first day of classes heather this is the kickoff baby for 2019-20 school year the class of 2023 showed up on campus this weekend there's so much momentum there's so much excitement down here at mount marty college when real presence radio said joe would you be interested in hosting a program from campus i Mm. thought hmm (laughs) let me see here yes well me uh (laughs) trying to want to be always thinking that i'm the one that's doing the work you know Whatever, I don't have time to. know, fine, let's do it, all right. And then next thing it's hassle, this all. Well, then we should show up here, and literally, we did not plan it to be the opening of the school. But here we are on the first day of, uh, of school, and to have... Real Presence Radio broadcasting live from campus is outstanding and I'm just tremendously blessed to be here with you Heather.
5: And it's been a great show, Joe. Oh,
6: fantastic. Really? Professor Heron kicking it off was I know. like just just knowing Christ is present here with us as he shared his story and and then Father Scott coming in mm-hmm. behind like mm-hmm. I want that guy Powerhouse. here every month to answer questions cuz I know <laughs> one thing, I don't want to be on the target of some of those guys. No, I don't so. either. <laughs> now, now
7: Joe. A- oh, who's
9: this? <laughs>
6: And uh oh, the
9: two
6: other amigos would be there. Uh oh, well, father, here's the deal we can only take each other once a month, and so really that, like that, that quote think, is that quote is you. filled.
9: Do you remember so. when we did it at Baker Hart in, in Yankton? We did the three amigos live.
6: Well, you kind of started this whole thing, I think. I think well, this is all your fault. Oh, it's all your fault. I think yeah. it's wonderful.
5: Well, for you're, those of you that are just tuning in, you, you're hearing the voice of Father Mark Lichter. Father Mark, how are you?
9: I am doing very well.
5: And Father Thank Terry you. Anderson's with you, too, right? I'm in my car, actually, about 100 miles away from Father Mark.
9: Okay.
6: <laughs> Isn't technology <laughs> Which is not great? All
5: no. It's not all bad. It's not all bad.
6: <laughs> oh, this is going to be fun.
5: This is going to be fun. So, you guys have an interesting bike ride coming up, and I think that the name has changed because I thought it used to be two pre-sun bikes, and now you've changed it to two old pre sum bikes. <laughs> 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 How, what, what are you? What are we talking about? Are you riding motorcycles? <laughs> we're,
9: we're riding electric bikes. Electric bikes.
5: Oh, you've moved up so, now to an electric bike. <laughs> uh, I might have let Father
9: Terry kind of shine in here. Okay. So, yeah, we Father Mark and I have done several bicycle tours over the years. The first ones, just to say we could do it, we packed along the way. We did stay in rectories, but he and I went from, like, North City to Aberdeen and gone other trips. We started doing them for fundraisings for our local... Parishes and in schools a few years ago and we've been moving around i've been in here and father mark was in yankton now he's in aberdeen and i'm in brookings and we decided to do it again so we're going to do a 260 mile bicycle race and the race of course is not oh, distinct, race raising funds for our individual um charity okay it's and we're talking raising about funds.
5: raising funds not racing you guys aren't going to race i'd come out well, to see a race
9: no, no, no. So <laughs> Father Terry would beat me pretty bad, so I, I don't want to do that.
5: <laughs> so you guys are using pedal bikes, just to clarify, correct? That's correct. Okay, so I know, Father Mark, that you're an avid biker. How often do you guys go out and bike?
9: Well, with Father Terry's encouragement, he said that in order for us to do 260 miles over a five-day period, that we need to do at least 100 miles a week to prepare ourselves. Hmm. So we've been doing between 100 and 160 probably a week just to prepare for this. Wow. And, uh, of course, Father Terry is an old veteran at this. He's done this for probably 35 years, probably more than that. I'm relatively new. I've, I've probably only gone about maybe 10 years now, 12 years, pretty avidly.
6: You this see, is a real this is a real commitment. You guys aren't messing around no, here. I don't everywhere. know about you guys uh yeah. So so you actually um do you actually think this is fun? Or is this like penance and purgatory for you? Like, you know what, I got some purgatory to get out of the way here.
9: Well the purgatory is actually Father actually Terry and I together. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really that easy. He has to put up with me. And that's that's not easy. I'm always saying something, and he says, what? <laughs> anyway, so it's, it's kind of amazing. We have a lot of fun. We have a lot of fun. <laughs> but Father Mark, is a, Father Mark is a city kid, and I'm from the farm, and I've always biked, or used to run back when I was a younger priest, just to get out of the city, to get back out in the country and enjoy the country life. So it's been something very good for me. It's kind of a prayer time as well, and and yes, we we do enjoy it.
5: Wow. So who came up with the name?
9: Uh, that's Father Mark's I- idea. I think that well, it, it kind of goes back a ways, but I think both of us kind of talked about it early on. And now you have to remember that this we haven't done this for about four years, yeah, three or four years, uh, because we are all under operating tables. Um, I, I'm recovering from cancer. He's Terry's got a few hip replacements, <laughs> and he's still biking. So I mean, we're kind of two old guys that are still trying to stand. Fairly good shape, and and it's been very helpful that way too. So <laughs> you guys we, might we have, have to
6: invest. invent a invent an adult version of the 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 child toe behind.
5: Well, here I was thinking thing. they need to get a tandem
6: bike, right? Oh, a tandem <laughs> bike, right? You guys just might want to upgrade to Harley's or something. <laughs> <laughs> that's,
9: not, that's probably not a bad idea, <laughs> except we're already uh, pretty dangerous in our biking. We got a. I don't think we'd last too long on a motorcycle.
6: Yeah. So you guys got a cause that this thing's all about. Uh, remind us again uh, what this thing's all about. Why are you guys actually doing this? This is tremendous, obviously. And you, you, you might enjoy biking. You might actually enjoy each other's company. But why? What's really at the heart of what motivates this? Well,
9: Arbitur, we, go in, ahead. In the past, we each did it for our schools at other parishes. Then we <coughs> went to different charities. For myself, um, we have. You remember, I talked with you guys on Real Present Radio about our new Catholic school that we're
6: mm-hmm. starting
9: to go in. So the funds I raised is going to go to the Catholic school.
6: So de- you know? a, de- a, 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 de- a desire to support Catholic education really is is fundamental to this experience. For, for me, and Father Mark can tell you what he's doing.
9: Yeah, for Sacred Heart Parish, um, of course, we do promote our schools. We love our Catholic school and do whatever we can do, but we're all... Uh, to uh, trying to replace our stained glass windows or them, oh. I door. We got kind of a big challenge ahead of us in terms of the Perry Show uh, stained oh, glass windows. About
6: right, right, right. Well, how, how much money are we talking about, you hooligans? How, you, you hooligans <laughs> out riding a bike around the South Dakota countryside. <laughs> how much money are you guys able to raise? Well we're going for a million, you know. No, get out of town. No, we
9: don't, we don't, don't, hold, town. Back. We don't hold
6: back, you know. Oh boy, that you means guys that are Heather
9: and you both have to give
6: something. Okay. Oh, all right, but all don't right. Do the commentary.
9: don't No no none to Father just to Father Mark. Oh, oh just yeah,
6: to yeah, Father yeah, Mark. Yeah, yeah. I see all how right, this is see. working. Well I'm the education person here, so I'm you know, I might have to support Catholic education. Uh, maybe <laughs> Heather maybe Heather can take the stained glass windows.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I've seen oh, the stained glass and Father Mark used to host with me.
6: Oh really? Yeah. Oh, I've got a, I've got, a, I've got a legend to live up to now. You do <laughs> big really. shoes
5: to fill. <laughs> big shoes to fill there. <laughs> so, if people are interested in contributing, is there a way they can? You just want us to throw money at you as you drive by, or what's the what's the deal? Uh, well, we
9: certainly, we certainly a would take little bit. that. that would have... Go ahead, Mark. <laughs> well, each one of us have a web page. Okay. under St. Thomas More uh, Parish and School, and then also Sacred Heart has their webpage. And there's a go-to button on there that you can push and pledge per mile okay. if you can, or just a lump sum or whatever you want to do. Um, it's always been kind of amazing as we go on these trips that uh, we maybe stop at a restaurant or someplace, and somebody will give us a donation over there. So we do take cash on the road, you know, That's not a all-bad thing. But, um, so yeah, you can go right on our webpages and and you can uh, push a go to button or a pay button and and uh, awesome use a credit card or whatever you want to do. Or they can send it by mail to either Sacred Heart Church in Aberdeen or St. Thomas More in Brookings. We just for it to count for the bike race, it has to come by September twentieth.
5: Okay, all right, very good. Well, well, thank you, fathers, for joining us this morning. Our time has run out, and good luck on your pedaling and. God be with you. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you. We appreciate your help. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Well, that was it. The route that they're taking, folks, just in case you're curious, is Brookings to Mitchell to Huron to Redfield and up to Aberdeen. And they're going to be biking starting on August 29th. So coming up, you won't want to miss Nights on Bikes and the Ride of the Race on the Range. I'm Heather Caro. And I'm Joe Rutten. Stay tuned for more Real Presence Live right after this break.
3: This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.
1: Built Upon a Rockfest has partnered with Rugged
8: Rosaries for another giveaway. 9 rosaries will be given away, one each week leading up to the concert on September 14th. These rosaries are beautiful and extremely rugged. The quality is unmatched. For a chance to win, simply like Built Upon a Rockfest posts on Facebook and Instagram. Each like gets you a chance to win. Full giveaway details can be found at builtuponarockfest.com. Good luck, and don't forget to mark your calendars for Built Upon a Rockfest on September 14th.
3: This is Real Presence Live where the devil is dumb, Christ is king and the Catholic faith is taking the place of secular living as the lifestyle of choice okay.
5: Welcome back, I'm Heather Carroll, And I'm Joe Ryan Rotten Radio Just kidding Real Presence, baby. I know. Real Presence Live, folks. You're tuning in to Real Presence Live. We're broadcasting this morning from Mount Marty College.
6: Home of the Lancers.
5: We're in the, what is it, Beatty Hall?
6: Bead Hall. Bead Hall. St. Bead. St. Bead. Patron of uh, academics, I believe, and so uh, Benedictine. Hear-
5: might be hearing some students walking around in the hallway. All it's right. the first day of classes day. here at Mount Marty College in Yankton, South Dakota. Boop. So we have one last interview this morning. We just got done talking about two old priests on bikes. Right. We're gonna shift gears and we're gonna go Oh, heather, oh, 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 yeah heather. Yeah and we were gonna talk with Ryan Peterson. Good morning, Ryan.
9: Good morning, Heather. How are you?
5: Good. Thanks for telling. Thanks for being on with us this morning. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
9: Well, thank you for having me. First off, um, I live in Watford City, North Dakota. I'm a part of the Tiffany Catholic Church, uh, also a part of the Knights of Columbus Council six four four six up here as deputy grand knight. I'm originally from Bismarck, North Dakota. Um, where I guess you call my. First home church is Corpus was Corpus Christi in uh, beautiful Bismarck, North
6: Dakota. Outstanding, outstanding. So now we just had two, two priests uh, from the Diocese of Sioux Falls talking about pedal bikes. They're out biking around the diocese here raising money. And so when we think nights on bikes, after that, you know we're kind of thinking maybe pedal bikes, but that's not the case with you this time. What do you got going on here with this nights on bikes?
9: No, we do we do not do the Iron Man pedaling. That's uh,
6: <laughs> you uh, aren't going to go jump have. into Ragbri anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs>
9: <laughs> that's pretty impressive that they do that. That's awesome. Um, what we
6: do those nights round
9: bikes, we're just an extension of the Knights of Columbus. Uh, but we are lucky enough and fortunate
7: enough to ride our
9: motorcycles. So not only can we do charitable, uh, good things uh, with our causes, but we uh, we get to have fun doing it mm. and relax.
6: Absolutely, that's outstanding. I uh, I got a couple of former seminary and friends that might be interested in what you got going on. Father Jeff Lorg in Omaha is a bike guy, and then Justin Fish, Father Justin Fish, up in Minnesota is a bike guy. So this might be. You got tell me about this chapter thing. Is there more yeah. of this stuff going on, or is it just your your shindig up there in North Dakota? No, actually,
9: Nights on Bike is a worldwide organization. Uh, it was started by Raymond Medina down in Texas. Uh, back in, and film called me on 2004, 2006, somewhere in there, um, with the division, with it being a division of the Knights of Columbus, and it, it just has spread. So, um, North Dakota, we became a chapter June of 2018, um, and we are one of the last states that didn't have a chapter. So, um, fortunate enough that, uh, it just kind of fell our way. Um, I was presented with it. Kind of. And I just took and ran with it. It just felt right. I been—I guess I've been right. I know I've been right since I was four years old, And, and uh, it, it, was, it just felt beautiful. So um, lucky enough, also up here, we got 12 members that wanted to do it right away. Mm-hmm. So uh, 12 followers right away. We're up to, uh, I guess, almost 30
6: right now. Wow. To to. Got 30 people. people—that's That's impressive.
5: So what does it mean? Usually, uh, we, we know the Knights of Columbus, at least here in eastern South Dakota, is making pancake breakfast right, and raising right. funds. Fish Yeah, yeah. <laughs> raising funds through that. What does it mean for you to be able to uh, join with your brothers and and have a bike ride?
9: It's great. You know, uh, we get to um, put out a bike ride, raise money, um, doing what we like to do, what we love to do, which we do by ourselves anyways. But we are, not only do we have the brotherhood of the Knights of columbus but then we have our reminding family coming together so it's
6: like a, a double win for us mm-hmm. gotcha gotcha what kind of causes do you support then with your uh activities
9: well this one so that's coming up for the home on the range the kids for the home on the range that will be one of them um previous ones we we did we unfortunately we had a a deputy up here um be involved in an accident so oh. the previous ride we did was to raise money for her mm. um we've done uh, rides for the tornado that happened last summer right. uh, for the victims there um we've also just done rides just to raise money for our council or for the state of uh, north dakota state night nice somebody
5: so you have a, an event coming up Soon, what is this new event that or this most recent one that's coming up?
9: Well, this is gonna be a first annual ride to the race on the range. So what will happen September seventh, nine AM at Queen of Peace Church, if people are interested, sign up will be there like I said at nine AM. Um it's thirty dollars a person to enter. From there at nine thirty, right around nine thirty, the ride will leave Queen of Peace Church go to Home on the Range where the and Trail and Motocross Association is going to put on an arena cross race in the rodeo ground. So all the money that's generated from the ride, from the church, to the Home on the Range will go to the kids in the Home on the Range. And then whatever proceeds are left over from the bills of the and Trail and Motocross Association having the race, which would be entry fees, uh, people that want to come spectate. Um, all that money will also go to the Home on the Range.
5: So tell the listeners who aren't familiar with it, what is Home on the Range? Home on the
9: Range is uh, a second-chance home, basically. Uh, Kids are there, whether they've been removed from their home or got trouble in life, and uh, they're given an opportunity to um, change things around. God's there to help guide them, great people there to help them out, and help them succeed, and that's all... I want to do is help them succeed, and uh, I know the staff at the Home ranges is, is there just to uh, uh, assist them in their life and give them a second chance.
5: Absolutely. Well, it sounds like a beautiful cause. And can you um, tell us a place people can go and look up if they want to find more information on how they can support Nights on Bikes and um, this event that's coming up? Is there a place? Sure. Of people-
1: first off.
9: Yep, I'm sorry about that. That's you first, okay. have, you can go to the Home on the Home on the Range webpage. Um, I believe if you type in Google's "Home on the Range, North Dakota," you can get on that page there and find information to help donate. Um, you can also go to K or BMA seven hundred one um, on Facebook, um, and you'll pop up a couple pages there. One's our Nights on Bikes North Dakota page. The, the other one is an uh, organization up in Watford City that puts on arena cross races, uh, the Bakken Trail Motocross Association. So the information on both of those, or you can give me a call, Ryan Peterson, at 701-495-1053, and I will gladly talk to you.
5: All right. Awesome. Well, good luck on your event. It sounds yeah, like it's going to be great. That's great. Any last thoughts before we let you go this morning, Ryan? Um.
9: No, thank you for having me on, and uh, you guys are have a great show, and
5: God bless you. All right, thank you. Good luck on the event. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Yep. Take care. Thank you. All right, Joe. Wow. So, what do you think?
6: Wow, this is going to be a lot of fun, Heather. You mean I get to do this every once in a while? I hope so. I hope I hope you get to... Yeah, this is...
5: I hope you'll let us back into your office. Oh, man, you're, you guys are always welcome. <laughs> Real Presence Radio
6: is always welcome. Catholic Radio is always welcome here at Mount Murray College. It's a pleasure to have you. It's a pleasure for me to be able to join you as a host and... I know I've got my monthly Rutten radio, but uh, mm-hmm. it's always fun to be a part of this. I love the interviews. I love the guests. Yes. Father Heron, uh, Father Trainer, uh, uh, Jeff, uh, Jason Heron, and and the others. It just it's fantastic to hear how christ is working in people yeah. and for all the challenges that we face in the world today like there's hope all over i think we just have to choose to see it mm-hmm. to to live in it and experience it and you know if we truly believe that prayer that cardinal newman has given to us that god has created us for a purpose he does say that we might not know it until the next life right until right. after this right? right but that he's given us a work to accomplish and you know we just have to kind of set out before us each day say lord thy will be done what is thy will help me know it and mm-hmm. do it and that's what these guests have done is they've just responded to the Lord's call in their life and you know whether it's doing fundraisers like knights on bikes or two old priests on pedal bikes um, yeah. or whether it's uh, 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 taking a job uh, halfway across the country like Professor Heron or mm-hmm. uh, responding to a call to the priesthood like uh, Father Trainer. I just think that all of us can continue to be attentive to the presence of Christ in our midst in the moment and that's where we find the hope. That's where we find the joy. And let the anxieties of the world that we can't control, right? let Christ deal with them. Absolutely. Right? And so.
5: Well, and I just want to let the listeners know, too, that um, if they're curious about Rutten Radio, they can find it by going to yourcatholicradiostation.com. And you can pull up podcasts under the Sioux Falls tab. Um, at your Catholic if you want to hear more of Rutton Radio, and to announce that the other two brothers have agreed to host with me at least once a month. So I'm thinking we're going to get a Rutton once a month. Well, God we'll willing. See. We'll see. <laughs> God willing. So it's going to be exciting, and so everybody will get to meet all
6: three of you right, and get right. to know all three of you. Right, so next month you get somebody else. Absolutely, maybe. Father John or Father Paul or... Hey, we'll see if, not, we'll see you're if their walk-
5: schedules fit it. You're always welcome
6: back <laughs> down here, so...
5: Right, right. So we are going to head on over to Aaron. He is going to give us a preview um, of... The next show coming up tomorrow Aaron are you with us?
10: I certainly am thank you very much guys and I just kind of want to reiterate what you guys have talked about about today's show just absolutely heartwarming so many good interviews really love that one with Brenda Wells she wow mm, right? wow that really was inspirational um, you know Father Mark Lichter and Father Terry they were great Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were great. They're and, goofballs. <laughs> and Brian Peterson with the Knights on Bikes, how can you go wrong? All right. All right. So I just wanted to do a little recap of today's show along with you guys. And just taking a look at next the next show, we've got Father Brian Kuiava and Deacon Dan Goshi. We're coming to you live from St. Philip's Church in Bemidji. Mike Wavren is going to be on to talk about the, about the great things going on at St. Philip's. They've, they've got a neat little thing that they're going to be incorporating in their curriculum. I don't want to give too much away, but it's going to be absolutely fantastic. Um, so you'll want to tune in for that. We'll be praying for your intentions during Prayerfully Yours. Father Brian will be here for Straight Talk from 930 to 10 Central. Christy Ross and Mary Weiler will be talking about the Fargo-Moorhead Community Walk coming up here through the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention's Out-of-Darkness Community Walk- Walks. Excuse me, I think I got a bug in my throat <laughs> again. Uh, th- there's a lot of good things going on just to get the awareness out there. Absolutely. Um, we've got the 10-minute tour coming up. Dan Walter will be talking about his... Encountering Christ's real presence There's just God's presence is just (coughs) absolutely amazing And we'll wrap up With Monsignor Charles Mangan On the 50 day rosary Novena for our nation Coming up here in The Diocese of Sioux Falls You won't want to miss it Right here 9 to 11 central I'm going to hand it right back on over to you guys
5: Well thanks a lot Aaron It sounds like there's a lot of good stuff going on tomorrow
10: It's going to be great
5: Gonna be a great show, and I think we had a great show this morning. And like we said, you can check it out on yourcatholicradiostation dot com because you know they want to listen to us over and over again. I'm sure.
6: Well, I would.
5: <laughs>
6: <laughs> Nothing but earth shattering discussions today. Well, I just find that, uh, like Father Trainer mentioned, uh, you know, we're the presence of joy and peace and. Where the, where the presence of the fruits of the Spirit are, there is, you know, it's it, Christ is present. And so hopefully for the yeah. listeners out there that they found Christ's presence and uh, receive some of that internal movement of the fruits of the Spirit, understanding and peace. And uh, there's just a real need for that. And mm-hmm. only Christ can give that to us, right? This mm-hmm. isn't something that we can manufacture of our own accord. And the world does not give it to us, certainly. No, but absolutely But Christ not. is the way, the truth, and the life. And let us today continue to look toward him uh, as the means by which we seek to encounter uh, the, the fullness of life that God desires for us.
5: So real quick shout out if people want to find out more information about the Benedict Leadership Institute.
6: Right. They can go to Mount Marty College Benedict and Leadership Institute or BLI uh, and look it up right there um, or go to uh, just shoot me a message but online. Google search Benedictine Leadership Institute, Mount Marty College. They'll find out all about it.
5: All right. Well, let's do the second half of that prayer, shall we? Let's
6: close in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Therefore, I will trust him. Whatever I am, I can never be thrown away. If I am in sickness, my sickness may serve him. In perplexity, my perplexity may serve him. If I am in sorrow, my sorrow may serve him. He does nothing in vain. He knows what he is about. He may take away my friends. He may throw me among strangers. He may make me feel desolate, make my spirit sink, hide my future from me still. He knows what he is about. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Amen.